0: Hey guys, this is Jay Riley D from Invisible As I Am podcast. It's 1021 AM and it's Saturday. And this morning and last night, I really was focusing on why I feel loneliness. And where does it come from? Where did it come from? When did it enter into me? Why is it here? And how do I get rid of it? And so everybody goes on YouTube to figure out anything. So I went on YouTube and I just started to type in loneliness and God and to figure out like what would come up and if anything was worth listening to. And so I did find a very old video by Billy Graham and he's talking about, um, loneliness and it's a three part video on YouTube. You guys can check it out, but He talks about loneliness and he he shares the gospel in a way that I've never heard it shared. And he does it so comfortably. He does it um, as if it's just normal. And the thing is, it should be normal. But the way he addresses loneliness is separation from God. And that's the same thing sin is missing the mark being separated from God's spiritual death and I just started to re-listen to the video and meditate on it and meditate on how he talks about the gospel and Jesus and loneliness and how Jesus actually went to meet people who were lonely in the bible like Jesus was by himself a lot going to meet other people who really felt Like no one saw them and like they were invisible, hence Invisible As I Am podcast, right? And that's like my entire story, right? Feeling invisible, misunderstood, feeling like people don't see me, don't get me. And to this day, I still feel misunderstood, but I'm becoming more comfortable with that. Like, okay, you you can believe what you want to believe. You're free to your own opinion. I'm becoming better at that. But I really put myself in isolation. And one thing Billy Graham says is loneliness is separation from God. It's isolation. It's when you're isolated. And I truly isolated myself from people the last couple weeks. But it wasn't out of, you know loneliness necessarily it was because the dysfunction in my life had become too much and I'm in a fragile vulnerable um I I think the word is malleable I'm in a place where I can be molded either in the right direction or the wrong direction because my heart is actually wide open and people don't think that because I've isolated myself from them they think that I've actually built a wall up around my heart. But the reality is, I actually built, I actually am pulling down walls. But I'm closing my circle in this season so that I can do it in a safe environment. I'm not building walls up towards people. I just remove myself from people So I can figure out what the root issues are and actually focus on myself. Make sure my mind is not distracted by relationships, family relationships. You know, I'm finishing up this divorce process. Um, I have about two weeks to my final trial hearing. And so it's just a lot of things happening at once. And I really just do not have the capacity to sustain other people's mindsets inside my heart right now. I just don't have It, I don't want to argue with people and try to make them understand if they really just don't understand where I'm at. And so this loneliness, I've been facing it all week. You know, um, I'm trying to even decrease the amount of TV that I'm watching. I'm not saying I'm, I'm still binge watching TV shows, but I'm trying to decrease the amount of time I spend doing that. And, um, really focus in on knowledge gaining more knowledge more truth into me so i'm listening to more sermons i'm listening to um healing podcasts i'm listening to relationship um you know experience and learning all the things that i need to be progressive in that I wasn't progressive in that I didn't even know I was doing, making all these errors and these mistakes, noticing where my dysfunction lies and and learning that there's a better way to actually do things in relationships, Um, not just relationship with a significant partner, but relationship with family, communication, relationship with people you've never met, you know, learning to allow people to have their own voice without internalizing the fact that you disagree with them, you know. Um, so just learning all these things so I can become a better person and ultimately a better leader because I, I want to be a leader by example, but you can't be a leader by example if you don't really know what you're doing and you are not taking the time out to focus on what you need to correct inside yourself. And I'm not doing this by myself. I'm doing it with Jesus. His Holy Spirit is helping me so much, um, but I still feel like I'm behind schedule. And so I feel like I need to accelerate my pace. What else do I need to cut out so I can move faster? Because for eight years in a relationship that uh, has hindered me, blinded me, I I lost eight years being focused on one person or family that really did not produce growth in me, but really just created an environment of chaos and distraction, and dysfunction, and an emotional roller coaster, and increase whatever um, brokenness I was in, what whatever brokenness was already in me, and so now it's like, okay, put all that on the outskirts, time to focus on Jay Riley, and really go hard for Jay Riley, because if you guys listened to the last podcast, you know that at the end, I said, you really are responsible for taking care of your heart. And if you don't love yourself first, nothing else is really going to work. And I realized that even with going to work, waking up every day and going to work, I need to wake up every day and love myself enough to be like, Jay Riley, okay, you have to work today. It's important that you work today, but we, we have to do it from a place of, I love myself. So I'm going to take care of myself. And that's what work is for me. Work can't be, because I have bills, I need to get up and do it. But it has to be a different, it has to be a different drive. The drive focus needs to be, I love myself. So I know that getting up, getting ready for work and getting out and going to make some money to provide for myself, pay my bills is important for taking care of me. If I don't take care of my heart, then I'm not going to want to get up. And go out and work because I won't see a purpose because the brokenness in me will overpower the need to survive. That's just being real. So this week I experienced moments of loneliness while watching TV. I remember watching, I was watching the TV show All American while doing a puzzle. I love puzzles. Um, That's my thing. It helps me chill out. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's so comfortable for me. I love puzzles and so I'm doing a puzzle at the table while watching All American and when the show is almost a commercial or almost to the end or at some point I realize that I'm not as interested in the show as I I would, would like to be or used to be where it like produces certain chemical reactions or hormone reactions where it's like yeah, I'm excited and I feel all in. I didn't feel all in. One, I was distracted doing the puzzle, but at the same time, I was watching the show. But what I realized was towards like maybe the end of an episode or maybe in the middle or somewhere in there, I realized that I felt complete and utter emptiness or loneliness. Like it just hits. And then when the show comes back on out or like a different interesting part comes on, it'll go away. And I was like, what is this? And I couldn't really pinpoint it until the end of the season was over. And I just, I invited God into that lonely place because I didn't know what it was, where it was coming from. So I just invited God into my loneliness. I just said, God, I invite you into my loneliness. I, I mean, I really don't know what else to say about it. At this moment because I'm just learning how to invite God into things so I don't necessarily know what inviting God in looks like or supposed to look like or supposed to feel like I just know that I I invited him in I didn't feel the loneliness by myself I opened him into experience it with me I guess and so I finished working on my puzzle and I put on the sermon on my phone And as I was listening to it, I felt empowered. I felt like I was being built back together. And like for the rest of the night, I did not feel that loneliness. And I'm not saying it was specifically because I put on a a sermon. I'm saying that maybe the words, the sermon was actually exactly what I need to hear. I didn't finish it because I was tired. But it produced life. But I, d- I went to bed and I woke up fine, I think, if I remember correctly. But then the next day, I had to address this loneliness. When it, comes, when it comes, I have to address it. And I just invite God into it when I realize that it's happening. Because I don't know what I'm doing, guys. I have no clue. I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> each and every day and just take it one day at a time because this is really a new season for me or a new journey that I've never actually been on you know I've isolated myself on purpose from dysfunction and chaos so that I can actually focus on me my heart and seeing what's wrong finding out what's wrong, fixing what's wrong, and building up into the person that I'm supposed to be. So, um, listening to Billy Graham about loneliness, I decided to write down what was coming in my head as he was talking about, um, Jesus and how Jesus dealt with loneliness with others like jesus wasn't lonely like internally jesus always was full of god he was always full of god but other people in the world were lonely in god jesus is god and if god walks up to you in your lonely place when you're in a lonely place like there was a lady at a well and she was sleeping around and having all these husbands and jesus met her at a well she didn't know she was going to meet jesus that day but jesus met her at the well in her lonely place because it was the only time she could go to the well where people wouldn't um maybe taunt her for her behavior because she she was not approved of in the community or the society for her behavior and so this was the only time she could go and get water at the well And Jesus knew she would be there. And Jesus like, I have to go meet my daughter at the well. I have to meet her in her lonely place where she's isolated. And he met her and he gave her what she needed to feel like things were going to be more than okay for her. Okay. And so Jesus knew everything she was doing. Jesus knew her. Jesus told her everything she did, and she was like, oh my goodness, you know me. Like, she goes off and tells everyone, like, come meet a man who told me everything I did. Jesus knows where we're at. He knows what we do. He knows how to reach us, even when we have no clue what we're doing. He meets us even when we're not expecting him to. And so I wrote this. It's like my little note or love note to Jesus. And it's my personal reminder. Um, So, Jesus, on the cross, you took everything that made me to be separated From the love, the life, and the presence of God. And you not only condemned it on the cross, my struggles, my sins, my fears, my doubts, my pain. You not only condemned it on the cross, but you broke the power and authority that it had over me. That's love. And even more, you stood in my place of the punishment and death that I deserved. You went to hell for me. In place of me. And not just me. My mother. My sister. My unknown father. You died for my family. And every single person in this world. And we take this for granted. That's why I'm trying every day to learn how to live for you. It's hard laying down my life because I forget. Daily that you died in my place That you went to hell so that I didn't have to go there. So I would never have to go to hell Please forgive me again, please forgive me again please forgive me again for forgetting This is really real. Jesus, you are more real than words can ever imagine. And I have to know you. I will find you, Jesus. Signed, Your Daughter. Thanks guys for listening. It's a very short podcast. I just wanted to share that with you. I love you guys. Be blessed.